One of the things that we want to do, and we hope it's come through in the worship and in our welcome, is to commend uh, Jesus to you. We, we know that in, in a pluralistic culture, it, Jesus is a competing voice, and we, re- we really want to commend him to you, to encourage you to think about him. One of the things I want to do today is not really do preaching. This is the preaching bit. But I'd like to give you the opportunity to work on a number of questions about the man, God, that we're talking about and that we're here for. Um, one of my uh, educational heroes is a South American guy called um, Paulo Freire. And he encourages teachers to give autonomy to uh, people in order that thinking, cognition, processing takes place. And not that you're there only receiving and having things kind of put in. I want to involve you in the text that we're going to look at today. So what I'm going to do is to put you into groups in a minute. I hope you don't mind. Uh, if you're new, I hope you don't mind. Uh, it's tough, really, but uh, there's, no, there's no plan B. Um, and uh, and uh, if you're not uh, a believer in Jesus, we really welcome your contribution to the whole process. We really want to know what you think, where you're at, um, where you want to be going, uh, and all of that. So uh, first of all, let's just have a look at our text, which is in Mark. If you've got a Bible, it's not going to go on there, but maybe you could put the, that picture of me up. <laughs> because I like to... This is in, another, in a previous life. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so we're in Mark chapter 1, uh, verses 14 to 20. Here we go. Now, after John was arrested, uh, Jesus came into Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent or turn around and believe in the gospel. Passing alongside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea because they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going a bit further on, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were in their boat mending their nets. And immediately he called to them and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and they followed him. Right, I'd like you to make groups of four, more or less. I wonder if you guys could, I don't know, where, are you going to work in a, with young people? Who's, who's going to, is it you who's going to work with them? So do you want to make a group there with Keith? Can we have one group here? Just turn your chairs in as I group you. Uh, you guys, could you turn around, the two of you, and work with those three at the back? And then can we have a group somewhere in the middle there and one over there, the four of you? If you could stand up and turn your chairs around, that would be very helpful. Helen, could you turn around, both both of you? Would that be okay? You'll have to turn your chairs. Turn your literally your chairs round. Don't worry. Okay, are we all done? Have you got people to talk to? Good. Okay. Right. I'm going to give you uh, an envelope. And on the front of the envelope are your instructions. 
Uh, what you're going to find, I've thoughtfully put the passage there at the bottom of the page with the instructions on it. What you're going to find inside the envelope are a number of clues um, to help you answer the questions that you'll find on the front. There are seven questions. And the clues that you find in the envelope are not my answers to the questions, but they're prompts or perspectives or a quote or a Bible verse or a photograph. That's one of the clues, by the way. Uh, so you can look at that from time to time as you work through uh, the questions. Whoever I give the envelope to, I'd like you to be the one uh, in control of the envelope. And that means taking bits out and distributing all of the clues to people so that within about 20 seconds of being given the envelope, all of you in the group have got one or two things in your hands and then the questioner will begin asking questions. And you can look at your quote, you can read out if you think there's a connection with the question and together, collaboratively, try to answer the questions and come up with a way through them. Does that make sense? Are there any questions? One, two, three, four. Okay, perfect. And I'm going to come around and help you uh, during your time doing this. There you go. Okay, can I stop you there? I hope you've had a productive time. Um, any questions? Uh, let me just pull a couple of thoughts together. Um, first of all, I hope you noticed uh, by linking together the image of the man on the wall with the Palestinian flag and me with the rock and um, other quotes that what we're trying to do thank you Simon for mentioning that or pointing that out and, and the Gandhi in the middle yeah very funny very funny I, I don't know what you're talking about uh, that what we're trying to do with the whole of the Mark series is is to uh, let Jesus walk off the page and for you to come into direct contact with him in a literary way but, and, a, and a spirit way too. But one of the things I'm wanting to underline here is that when Jesus walks off the page, he walks with the dust of the Palestinian roads on his feet and the sun on his face and the fervor and the clamor of political agitation in the background and the noise of Roman soldiers in the streets and all of the things that hopefully have come through the different quotes. We're not talking about, if I can use a long word, we're not talking about a dehistoricized individual. He's, a, he's an individual who lives in history. He comes from history. Of course, he comes from another place too. John begins his gospel uh, uh, in that way. It's gone out of my mind now. How does it go? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and etc., etc. We've got an origin in the New Testament for, for Jesus, which is in God. But he also originates within Judaism, within the Jewish religion, and intentionally within Judaism. We were talking in that group over there how, in a way, if he'd wanted to, Jesus couldn't have not thought in a Jewish way. He was Jewish. He had a Jewish worldview. When he looked at the world, he interpreted it in Jewish ways. But that Jewish way of thinking about the world for Jesus was intersected by a way of thinking about the world which originated in God. Here's what I want you to tell them. Uh, that's not the way to do it, guys, is the point of the gospel. Turn around, repent, and do it differently. Follow me. Now, of course, the dots are joined between then and now in terms of the fact that we all are individually confronted by 
this man God, God man. God inhabited a human body, but not a random human body, a human body at the end of a long narrative about God's involvement with human beings. Right from Adam in Genesis in the Bible, there's more to talk about there, but Abraham and the prophets calling the Jewish people to return, to do it right, to change their lifestyles, to put away idols, all the things they were called to do and all the things that the covenant tells them to do, this marriage covenant that they had with God. And it all ends with and, and begins with Jesus coming in to take the sin of the Jewish nation primarily, initially, and then for the doors of the Jewish nation to be opened to all people in all locations at all times, which is where we come in, because we're not Jewish, I don't think. I'm Syrian, actually. Um, well, half, and half Indian. But just for the one final, final thought, which is that I don't want, I hope you won't go with uh, all of your answers now from the quotes. The, uh, the quotes are not the answers. The quotes are part of the answer. I hope you go from here thinking more, wanting to find out more about Jesus. If you want to talk at the end with me or anyone here who you've been chatting with and continue the conversation, I'm hoping that this will provoke the conversation to continue for a lifetime. It's a lifetime-long conversation, or there's the potential for it. Um, so uh, thank you for coming. And um, if you want to keep quotes, whatever, just put them in your pocket um, and, uh, and, and walk out um, you know, with them. Thanks a lot.